This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. There is one reality, and between the fields of mainstream science and mainstream Christianity, a tremendous body of consistent evidence about what that one reality actually is has been building for the past 200 years. Of course, science and Christianity continue to ignore all this information, but thanks to the Internet and thanks to the curious minds of a lot of selfless people, they won't be able to suppress these truths for much longer. The central fact of our one reality is that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, and you never will end. And that fact is a particular comfort to our guests this week. I'm joined today for the fourth fourth time on Seek Reality Radio by Carol Morgan and her wonderful, wonderful son, Mikey, who left this level of reality at the age of 20. As Mikey began to communicate with his mother, he told her that he is a sixth-level being, and I actually believe it now, which is the highest level from which the dead still communicate. Mikey tells us now, <laughs> Carol would never have signed up for this, she says, but he tells us now that he and Carol planned before either of them was born that he would live this very brief life to reaccustom himself to the earth so the two of them could help to spread these eternal truths. Carol is going to be a presenter at the 38th Annual Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies Conference in July called New Developments in Afterlife Communication. Go to ASCSI.org for more information, and you've got to meet Carol, and you've got to watch her use her pendulum. It is just an unforgettable experience. Welcome, Carol. I'm so glad you're back. Oh, thanks, Roberta. I'm happy to be back. I'm a little hoarse with my allergies, but hopefully um, people will be able to understand me today. Tell us, for people who haven't heard the other podcasts or don't know about you, tell us a little bit about um, Mikey's death. He he died in an accident, and he tells us he died at the at the last. We all planned two or three exit points into our lives, and he tells us he died at the last exit point he had planned into this particular lifetime when he was twenty years old. That's correct. He um, um he passed over in an accident in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. In September of 2007, um, he, uh, at the time, he was um, very active in the music and everything like that. So that was um, kind of, he was laying a foundation, actually, before he left. But um, the signs that followed were profound. And and I will um, continue to claim that I am just a regular mom. I was doing regular things, and prior to this accident, I had no clue about any of this afterlife stuff whatsoever. And so when his, after his accident occurred, the signs that were starting to happen really with all of us, not just myself, but um, family and friends as well, were really profound. And I really truly knew this was Mikey trying to let us know that he truly still existed. 
and the, and really early on in the very beginning, I felt that you know, heaven is close. The afterlife dim- dimensions really are close. They're not far away like how I thought they were. You know, beyond the clouds, that the connection is always there. And so, with that, um, these signs that were occurring, um, it kind of led me to pursue, you know, why this was happening. Um, and I would kind of reach out to people that were um, into this type of thing as far as I went to Compassionate Friends, and there was a guy there, Mitch Carmody, who, who spoke about signs. It was so refreshing to me because it explained that, wow, you know, what we are experiencing is truly real. This really is a true means of communication. And it kind of snowballed from there where I ended up having an article published in a magazine that Mitch was doing. And um, when I went to pick up the magazines, he had gotten this email from Sally Baldwin from the Dying to Live Again Foundation that she was recruiting for moms from all over the United States who had lost a child between the ages of 3 and 21 in the past five years. And so this was approximately two years after Mikey's passing. And the retreat was based on communication, signs, and dreams. And it was going to be an all-expense paid trip. And she was going to pick seven to ten mothers. And so Mitch was just like, you have to apply to this. You know, these things are happening to you for a reason. So I applied to this retreat, and I was accepted. So, you know, two years after Mikey's accident, I'm going off to this retreat in Sun Valley, Idaho. My husband is coming with me because I'm afraid to go by myself. And I go down there. I meet Sally Baldwin and all these other um, kind of uh, grief counselors and holistic um, medicine type of people. And with the seven or six other mothers. And the time during the time that I'm down there, you know, she tells me that I have this ability to communicate with my son in heaven, and she says, and I'm going to show you how, and I'm going to show you by means of a pendulum, and I looked at her, and I thought she was crazy, and, um, but she wasn't, and I mean, I talk to him every day with a pendulum. He moves it extremely precisely. I use a little letter board with um, numbers and the alphabet on it. I mean, it's, it's been a miracle for me. It's absolutely a miracle. All right, I'm going to break in here and ask you to rest your voice because I'm afraid it won't last the hour. Um, I, I, I just want to emphasize the fact that until I met Carol, I did not believe in pendulum communication. It seemed to be very easy to fake. Um, and it just, uh, and why, I, because I knew of better ways for the dead to communicate with us, I thought no self-respecting dead person is going to bother with a pendulum because there are just more efficient ways to do it. Then I went about, um, Three years ago, I went just about now. Uh, I went to a uh, an afterlife conference, and I met this woman who was completely clueless about this stuff. Clearly so, and um, and and seemed very nervous about about sort of even being there. Um, but she wanted to show me that she could communicate with her son by pendulum. I'll tell you, Carol, I almost didn't go because I didn't believe in that stuff. And I was, I, I, I would, would be embarrassed for you because, of course, it wouldn't work or I, it would be obviously fake. And, oh, but I went. Um, naturally, my, I'm sure my guides made sure I went. And that afternoon changed my life because um, I saw Carol sit down, pick up this crystal pendulum, 
and start communicating with her with her son and be, be trans, she was transformed nobody's that good an actress um she was chatting with laughing with he swings the pendulum wildly for laughter um laughing with her her own child and there were three mothers in the room who had recently lost children and he was giving each of them messages from their children that, that were so evidentiary that the mothers one by one started to cry and he was so much a 20 year old he was very playful he um at one point he told one of the mothers that her daughter was really cute which i thought was just what a 20 year old would say um but i got my nose right down next to what she was doing and carol thank you for be allowing me to do that because uh, i wanted to see the trick and there was no trick so no. I, I i came away a sort of believer um but I, 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 and I invited Carol then to afterlifeforums.com, which um, is a website that I started after The Fun of Dying came out, just because people were saying they needed a place to talk about these matters. And there, there were some, but they were mainly based on uh, near-death experiences. There wasn't one which was sort of broad spectrum, all about uh, death and the afterlife. So that's been going for several years now. But Carol came to um, Afterlife Forums with Mikey and started answering questions. And that's when my jaw really hit the floor because I've been studying, intensively studying the afterlife for decades. Um, the reason is my experiences in childhood, which I've talked about before, but I was driven to try to understand what was going on. So I know this stuff. You can't fake the funk to people who have already done the research. I have seen Mikey answer hundreds, I'm sure, of questions. There's a there's a thread now, Ask Mikey and Carol, or for, oh, I think it's for Carol and Mikey only. There's a thread on afterlife.com, afterlifeforums.com, which is like 220 pages long of just questions and answers, questions and answers. I have watched him do this for, what, three years now? It's I have never years, I seen yeah. him... I've never seen him make a mistake, not one mistake, not one guess, not one indication that he's anything other than what he claims to be. So I'm a total believer that Mikey Morgan is the real deal. He's a sixth-level being who chose this. His poor mother didn't sign up, but he did. He signed up for this short life so he would be in contact with the Earth again. And I think it's very important for people to understand why he would do that. Um, We have a lot of well, not a lot. We have several really high-quality channeled works, primarily received in the early part of the 20th century, from communicators at high levels. But the problem is they've been away from the Earth for so long, they don't remember what it's like to be human. Now, Mikey certainly not, knows not only what it's like to be human, but what, it, what it's like to be part of a real family and um, and young <laughs> and all those things. So this venerable being uh, speaks to us as, as a boy and um, it's he has taught me things I mean after a while watching him over and over answer these questions perfectly I invite everybody who's listening go to afterlifeforums.com and go to the ask Carol and Mikey or no uh, Carol and Mikey only please I think it is thread in the um, afterlife communication section of that forum just read Mikey he's unbelievable and um I began then to notice that sometimes he was telling me things I hadn't heard before, but they were so consistent, and I started to trust him. So now I think of him as my teacher. He teaches me things which I have not seen elsewhere, but which when Mikey says it, I kind of assume it must be true. And that 
is a hard, that's a hard thing for me to say because, um, I'm, I'm a skeptic by nature. I don't believe anybody unless I absolutely see it, but I've seen it with him. So is your well, voice rested so we can yeah, talk I some more? Yeah, I think I'm okay. I was going to say that, you know, <laughs> with Mikey, I think what makes it so good is that he explains things really as simple as he can in earthly terms. I mean, often he'll use an example in earthly terms for, to help our understanding. I mean, he, he's very basic in how he says things. He's not real technical. He tries really hard to make it simple so that everyone can understand. And I think that's the advantage with him having been here so recently is he can relate to our understanding of how we interpret things. And so he's trying really hard to keep things simple. And the other thing I know he told me, and and this is really true, is he said, Mom, I had to communicate with you in a way that you would believe it was real. And he felt if I could see it, I would yes. believe it. And with the yes. pendulum, I can see what he is saying. I mean, and that was huge. It was like, I, I couldn't believe it. It's like, I can see what he's telling me. And then yes. and as time went on, as the pendulum moved, I could hear his voice, of course, much more clear. And so I hear him telepathically as this is going. So we move now very quickly, but... The, the seeing of the pendulum is, to me, is just so amazing. It, it, you can just see that energy. It becomes like a stick. I mean, it, it goes from limp to rigid. I mean, it is just the bizarrest thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, I, I saw it. it. I believe it because I saw it. Um, yeah. and, and the, thing, the thing about, now I understand that why pendulum communication. Um, first, you're not a, a medium, so you don't have necessarily a medium's abilities. What he does, as I understand it, is simply align his energy with yours. And that's it's your correct. shared energy that makes uh, this work. But that's something which people who are not mediums, very psychic by nature, apparently are able to do more easily. But as you point out, the other reason he would have, he would use a pendulum and choose that uh, is because then you can see it and seeing is believing. I think that's that's very important. I hadn't even thought of that. That's great. You know, it was true because, you know, earlier on, before I met Sally, every now and then, I felt like I heard him. You know, I felt like I was hearing his voice. But I thought, you know what? I am grieving so horribly. Well, yeah. I mean, the signs were, I mean, I was, I was so into the signs. So I was actually in a very hopeful, positive state because for me, the signs were just, so critical, and they were occurring almost immediately, and they really lifted me. They really helped pull me out of that deep pit, but um, there was a time prior to the pendulum where I felt, wow, you know, I think I heard him tell me something, and I thought, you know what, this is wishful thinking. I am imagining this. You know, I think I'm hearing his voice, and it's my imagination, and so he thought, you know what, this isn't working this way. I mean, I have got to figure out a way for her to believe that we have this communication. And um, he went, I mean, he found Sally, um, knew she used a pendulum, and when she was doing this retreat, I mean, Sally told me he was persistent to get you to this <laughs> retreat, to this retreat, you know. And, you know it, could be. <laughs> I mean, and what was crazy about it is they paid my way for me to see her, you know, now these, uh-huh. a lot of mediums, you know, you pay a good chunk of money 
to have a reading or whatever. Here, I'm being paid, basically, to go see her in five days with her. And she's helping me to be able to communicate with my son. I mean, she was so life-changing for me. And, you know, and now she has passed into spirit as well. So it's like, you know, my window of opportunity to meet this individual who was so willing to help me on this mission, apparently, that I'm on, you know, that, I mean, what a gift. What a gift it was for me to be able to meet What an extraordinary gift. Um, We're we're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the book I'm writing and my collaborator My collaborator on this book is Mikey Morgan. My name is Roberta Grimes, and you're listening to Seek Reality on the Contact Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back. If you want to know more about what really happens when we die, or if you're just curious about some of the things discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the friendly seekers at AfterlifeForums.com. Roberta Grimes administers a growing community in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. It really is possible to know the truth. Give yourself the gift of understanding. Share your thoughts with people who are eager to listen. Finally, get your big questions answered. Afterlifeforums.com The truth about your own eternal nature turns out to be even more wonderful than your most optimistic hopes. When Roberta Grimes studied the afterlife evidence, she learned a lot more than what happens when we die. She also discovered that we actually are perfectly loving, eternal beings. To help us explore who we really are, she's begun a multi-generational fictional saga that she calls Letters from Love. Letter from Freedom and Letter from Money begin the series, and Letter from Wonder is due in the fall. They read like fantasy romance, but they are the glorious truth. Also, enjoy Roberta's My Thomas, the beautiful tale of Thomas Jefferson's marriage. Her new novel, Rich and Famous, is a romance set in the go-go 80s. Check out robertagrimes.com to learn more. Knowing the truth about our eternal lives changes everything. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Three years ago, I I met a woman whose son had died at the age of 20. And now Carol and Mikey communicate by pendulum. Uh, I'll tell you, I didn't believe it at first. But Carol does know nothing. And Mikey knows a lot more than I have managed to learn in a whole lifetime of study. This is real. Um, I, I would stake my life on the fact that it's real. It's real. And it's extraordinary. And I think that Mikey's career has only just begun. Um, we're, I'm hoping that they'll, we'll, we'll do a book. Uh, I'm hoping that more people will come to understand uh, what their eternal nature is, thanks to the, the, the work and the sacrifice of this wonderful, wonderful young man. Welcome back, Carol. Um, I, I, I'd like to basically announce now that I'm working on and actually have tentatively finished writing uh, The Fun of Staying in Touch. 
this was this is the companion to the fun of dying. I had thought I would write it not long after I wrote the fun of dying, but that was out in 2010, and this one, as you see, will be four years later. Um, and the reason was there's a lot happening in the area of research in afterlife communication. I I didn't feel that I could be pinned down, but uh, or that the the facts could be pinned down, and I would be able to to write that book. But um, apparently that's not the case because the book has been flowing like you would not believe. And an indispensable aid to me in writing this book has been Mikey Morgan. And the reason is simple. He really knows this stuff. Um, I can can speculate about how these things happen, but he knows the, how they happen. And he's frankly, I quote him directly, actually, in The Fun of Staying in Touch, which should be out this summer. Um one of the things it's important for people to understand is, and we're going to talk about this more next week when Craig Hogan will be my guest on, on talking about more about signs from the viewpoint of how they actually happen. But um, signs from the dead seem to be an almost universal phenomenon. The problem is so little is is publicly known about them that most people ignore them or they think they're their imagination or there must be a coincidence or all of this. Uh, not so. Um, if you've had someone die not long ago or even within the past year, it's I would say it's a virtual certainty that that person has been trying to get your attention. We're going to talk today and next week about some of the ways they're trying to get your attention. Some of these signs, frankly, are extraordinary. And in the, the ones that I report in my book, um, among the most extraordinary have happened to me. And I didn't realize that until I started writing. But, of course, none of these things are coincidental. Mikey's mother was brought to Sally Baldwin by Mikey, obviously. Um, and uh, and I, clearly he and I were meant to meet as well so that I could write this book so that you'll know more about how your dead loved ones are trying to contact you. How is it possible? It's possible because all of the levels of reality, including where the dead are, are right where we are. It's as if uh, your mind is a television channel, and their mind, a television, um, uh, and your mind, their minds are televisions too, and they're just tuned to different channels, but they're right in the same place. That being the case, it's it's relatively easy for them to contact us. And the tragedy actually is, and this is a millennia-long tragedy. Uh, Minds at higher vibratory rates, where they are, are very aware of minds at lower vibratory rates. So for all these millennia, people have been dying and having to watch and experience the grief of those they love who think they're gone. And they're, I'm not gone, Mom, I'm here, here I am. And and um, and they were not able to get the attention of the people um, that, that they loved and who desperately, desperately grieved for them. So... Dead scientists um, thousands of years ago began to come up with ways to to give signs to the living that they were still okay. It seems to be part of the natural death process now that once people have transitioned successfully to the afterlife levels, they're taught uh, it helped to give signs to those they've left behind. Um, if you don't acknowledge the signs, it won't go on for long. But there's a golden opportunity right after someone's death to let that person know that you, you've seen the signs, you, know, you, you acknowledge the signs, you love them, send more. And, uh, and Mikey's family actually continues to have four members because he is, um, even almost seven years later, he is still at the center of that family. So, so with that, hopefully our, your voice is better, Carol. Um, tell us more about um, your, the signs Mikey has been giving you and, and what the categories are. Well, Mikey is, I, I feel he is just so 
so good at giving signs, and they started really almost immediately um, after we found out, certainly, of his passing. His, his most common sign he does is through music, and he communicates with us through music on a regular basis. So, for example, <clears throat> you know, I can be driving in his truck, and I can, and I, of course, the one thing I want to point out is I do talk to Mikey out loud all the time, just as though he is here in this dimension. And I did this from the very beginning after his passing, and I truly believe that talking out loud is significant because the more I did that, the more things happened. So, for example, I'm in his truck, and I'm asking him for help. You know, I need help on um, a certain thing, and I need your support. You know, can you let me know that you'll do this for me or, you know, guide me in what I need to do? And I no more than say that. And the next song that plays on the radio is Lean On Me, you know, (laughs) and I'll be there type of a thing. Um, I I should just break in here and say Mikey has told us that we should speak aloud. If you think something might be a sign, whether it's a song on the radio, you find you're suddenly finding pennies or feathers. Uh, there are a whole lot. My, my book catalogs as many as I could fit into it of all the kinds of signs they give. If you think something might be a sign, speak aloud, Mikey says. And this is new to me. I mean, he corrected my book because I said, think your thanks. And he said, no, you got to say it aloud. I'm sorry, yes, go, go on, Carol, yep. but I, I think it's important people that. know that. It's embarrassing to walk down the street or something or enter a store and hear a song you know is from your loved one and say, thank you, thank you, and, and people look at you funny, but don't worry about that. The important thing is letting the dead know that, that we recognize those signs. I am sure there's many a person who thinks I'm a, a nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking out loud, but you know, I don't care. I really don't care because I know it works, so... Um, I do it regularly. But um, he, you know, as far as like even insects, so Mikey uses dragonflies a lot. And there was a time, so there was this church service, this mass out at the cemetery where he's buried. And they were playing music at this service, and it was outside in the cemetery. At this service, that several of the songs they had picked were songs that we also played in his funeral. And it really hit my heart. And I'm crying, and I'm sitting in this chair, my hands are folded, and I'm just all teary, crying and crying. And out of nowhere, this dragonfly comes and lands on top of my folded hands as I'm crying for my son. And I just look at this dragonfly. Now, this, of course, is unusual behavior. Unusual and, behavior. And my husband and, and Joey, Mikey's younger brother, just look, and we all were just in amazement. It's this kind of thing. It's unusual behavior. After yes. my mother-in-law's passing, we came home from the funeral, and we come into our driveway, and just our driveway is full of dragonflies. There are no dragonflies anywhere else, nobody yeah. else's yard, nowhere else in the yard, just where we are standing. And how do they do this? Well, Mikey says, you know, Mom, we use our energy to kind of hurt, you could say they're kind of hurting these insects or gathering them together kind of with their energy and and as far as pennies and feathers they have the ability to move things i mean that's obvious to me of course when i work with my pendulum that you know he he can move stuff and so you know how do they get these things to show up you walk into a room that wasn't there before 
and then yeah. you walk in and there it is. You know, yes. these are things that they can manipulate. Yeah. And it's the timing and the timing of things when they occur and they are able to control the timing here because we are in a time-based, restricted, you know, under the restrictions of time dimension, and they are not. So that gives them the opportunity to manipulate, kind of guide us to be in the right place at the right time or whatever, put thoughts into our heads of them so that we're thinking of them when all of a sudden this bird shows up that happens to be the bird that is of great significance to the person who has passed at that particular moment. So they do a lot of guiding from their end because they can. I think it's important to emphasize the time issue. Uh, Mikey emphasizes that. The thing I couldn't get and I I, I didn't have any idea how to even think about how they were able to produce song signs. And yet Mikey produces them, you say, almost daily. And there are people who report that they're still getting song signs, you know, many years after someone died uh, and, and getting a lot of them, uh, just like you. So how do they do it? Um, it's, I explain in more detail in the book, but actually I don't explain. I just, I just copied all the stuff Mikey said and put it into my book. But it has to do with time. They know, they're able to know where you're going to be when, or they're able to delay or increase you, put, put thoughts into your head that are guidance thoughts about where to be and how to be. And as you, and as you say, to, to make you be thinking about them. So when the song comes on, it'll immediately click why that song is on. But he said it's easier with, um, with Muzak, with song that's on tape, because uh, they can really apparently play with that, what songs will come when then. I, for example, in an elevator or in a store, that kind of music. Um, it, he said it's harder with a DJ, but they can influence the DJ to, um, to, to play certain things at certain times, uh, influence the mind of the DJ. This, this fact that the dead are in contact with our minds, they can, they're not normally in contact, but they can lower their vibration and many of them have said this, other Mikey as well, they can lower their vibration to very close to our own, and they can be in direct contact with our minds, and they can know what we're thinking about, and they can put ideas into our heads. So if you started listening today, believing that your thoughts were your own, I think it's important that you get over that, because our minds are open to all all minds. Um, but they're respectful of our privacy. Don't, it's, not a, it's not a problem. And the, the thoughts they seem to put into our minds are more guidance thoughts you know look at the clock right now because it's 11 11 uh, and then you look at it and you realize that's a sign um or or uh uh you know they're trying to delay us for five minutes so that we'll arrive at a certain place at a certain time to get a sign that kind of thing they're not giving us complicated thoughts um but they certainly are in contact with the minds not just of our minds but the minds of others um the woman who gave you the dragonfly pin um mikey mikey prompted uh, a woman to walk up to Carol when Carol admired a, the dragonfly pin. She offered yep. it to Carol. Yeah, it <laughs> and was Carol took it. It was a gift thing. from Mikey, not from the woman. I am at this party for my sister-in-law, and this woman, you know, I've never met her before, walks up to me and just kind of starts, you know, small talk, chatting. And I look at her, and she's wearing this beautiful green dragonfly pin. And I said, oh, your pin is pretty. And she looks at me and she says, you know, you need to have this. 
here, I'm going to give this to you. I'm like, I don't even, I said, I don't even know you. I, I, you can't just give me that beautiful pin. She says, oh, yes, I can. She said, you are supposed to have this pin. I just know you're supposed to have this pin. Now, I knew, I knew that was the working of Mikey, that the uh, dragonflies are huge for us, but it's especially the green dragonfly. There's a huge, that's a huge sign from Mikey to me. And I just (laughs) knew it was a gift from him. And it was the craziest thing. It's like, what made her do this? You know, yeah. I, I, that's that's the kind of thing they can do. Um, they're also um, and, and this as this is in my book right now. Um, I, I I'm sure it will stay there because I think it's such a great story. Um, th- they're riding along, minding their own business, having a happy, long awaited um, uh, traveling vacation by car. Um, uh, Carol and her husband and son and they're they're talking about uh, how ha- how glad they are to be out there. And the DJ on the radio says, I like it. Oh, no, he likes it. Hey, Mikey. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is a was, slogan you know, from a 1970s serial commercial. Yes. And it's like, where? And I, I looked at my husband, and he's like, where did that just come from? That is just a bizarre <laughs> thing. That's, that's the kind of thing of they could do. Out. He put that in the guy's head, and the guy said it. You know um, what? So it's. <laughs> It's so amazing to me how this works, but it is, it this, is amazing. Of course, it is. And you know, wonderful. this is what I, I think what people need to know is our loving connections are so strong with our our loved ones who have passed. They are close to us. That connection never ends. They love us dearly, just as much as we love them. They're trying to help us here. And the signs are such a wonderful means of communication, and they can help us so much. To me, they are the lifeline of hope out of the deep pits of grief. They lift our vibration. They make us feel better. And because they lift our vibration, that gives us a better ability to be connected with our loved ones because they are of a higher vibration themselves now. And so... To me, you know, it's such a wonderful gift. And the more we recognize this, it helps us. It helps our loved ones because they want us to feel better. They want us to know that the separation is truly temporary. I, I think one of the things it's important to understand is that Mikey is unusual. Mikey, this is Mikey's the job he has set for himself, helping people know the truth. And um, many of us are sort of thinking, yeah, we better get get him out there. He talks about this better than we do. Um, but all of our loved ones, um, what, whatever they were doing in life, when once you die, you're the same person you always were, but you do know more. And you know that, A, you know you've left people behind you who are terribly grieving, and you can you 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 feel their grief, but you can't do anything about it. It seems, and and but B, you also are more aware of the fact that life is eternal. You're going to see them in a minute. Time is so different for you there that it really will seem that in a minute they have joined you there. But meanwhile, they're grieving. So what do you do? And it does seem I th- I, I call them postcards. It does seem that that nearly all of the dead try to give us some indication of the fact that they're okay. Something that um, that you will recognize as a sign from them. So it's often very personal. Uh, but they, but they, seven years later to be getting signs is, is unusual. Um, 
Not unheard of, but unusual. You're very spoiled, Carol, actually. Uh, most people would love that. Um, but we're, when we come back, we're about to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the specific things you should be looking for if someone has recently died that could well be signs and, and, and basically how to handle it. You're listening to Seek, Real- Seek Reality Radio. I can't talk either anymore. You're listening to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Our guests are Carol Morgan and her extraordinary son, Mikey. We'll be right back. Grimes studied the afterlife evidence, she learned a lot more than what happens when we die. She also discovered that we actually are perfectly loving, eternal beings. To help us explore who we really are, she's begun a multi-generational fictional saga that she calls Letters from Love. Letter from Freedom and Letter from Money begin the series, and Letter from Wonder is due in the fall. They read like fantasy romance, but they are the glorious truth. Also, enjoy Roberta's My Thomas, the beautiful tale of Thomas Jefferson's marriage. Her new novel, Rich and Famous, is a romance set in the go-go 80s. Check out robertagrimes.com to learn more. Knowing the truth about our eternal lives changes everything. If you want to know more about what really happens when we die, or if you're just curious about some of the things discussed on Seek Reality Radio, come and join the friendly seekers at AfterlifeForums.com. Roberta Grimes administers a growing community in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. It really is possible to know the truth. Give yourself the gift of understanding. Share your thoughts with people who are eager to listen. Finally, get your big questions answered. Afterlifeforums.com The truth about your own eternal nature turns out to be even more wonderful than your most optimistic hopes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Seek Reality on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Um, we're talking with Carol Morgan, and we're going to talk now about the kinds of signs you're likely to receive. Um, it depends very much on um, who you are and what you're likely to notice. Um, I, I'll just give, I'll give you a couple. Um, what sat, scent signs are very common. Um, they stay impressed. Uh, the idea that you're smelling a specific scent on your mind. It doesn't seem to be in the room. It can be shared, but um, it probably is being impressed on several people at once if it, if it, if there's a sense in the room that it's being shared. Um, cigarette smoke is common. That's one that I've had. Um, someone's distinctive cologne or perfume is common or a flower scent or a familiar cooking scent or any scent like that that's just a whiff and then it's gone, and there's no reason why that scent was there. Always, always say thank you, mom, or whoever it is you think sent, or thank you to my, thank you to whoever sent that. Please do more, but say it aloud. Apparently, Mikey tells us that's extremely important. Um, yes, they they can sort of hear you in your mind, but their mind may not be perfectly aligned to yours right now. They certainly can hear you when you speak in the room. So speak. 
Um, what, what are some of the others? Little things that, that get left. Um, suddenly you're finding, you never find pennies. Suddenly you're finding them everywhere. You're finding them. This is a very common sign. You're finding them uh, on tables, on shelves, in, in drawers, in your pocket. You hadn't been finding pennies before. Um, that is a, a very common sign for some reason. They sometimes leave a blurb. Unfortunately, they leave pennies. Sometimes it's larger denomination. I've heard of someone who leaves dimes, but, but very, very seldom. <laughs> yeah, there, no, there Mikey one... says that pennies are easy, are easy for them. Now, I, Mikey is huge with pennies. In the beginning, the pennies were everywhere. I mean, they were everywhere. We would go yeah. out to a restaurant, and there'd be just a penny sitting on the table. I'd walk out of a room, I'd come back in, and then there'd be a penny on the floor. I would go into the laundry room, I would would walk in and, and put away some things. I'd come back, and there'd be a penny on the counter. And it's like, I know it wasn't there when I left. You know, they can. he says a penny is easy for them to manipulate. Another common sign they'll do is, you know, Unusual activity with small animals, whether it's a squirrel or birds. They do use birds a lot. Um, I've had a re- at my one of my best signs from Mikey after my father passed. My father had a great love for blue jays as he was in his 90s. And he was very fond of this one statue that was a blue jay. And Mikey has always sent us this brilliant red cardinal. Well, after my father's passing, I won one, the first week, I think, after my dad's passing, I looked out into the backyard, and very close to my bay window was a blue jay and a brilliant red cardinal sitting together. Now, that's very not normal, you know. No, that's that's impossible. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I knew what that meant. I mean, I knew they were together. I mean, and so you take a bird that that they like. Um, anything that's unusual, you know, a bird tapping on the window or, again, it, it has to do sometimes with the timing, but unusual behavior of animals. In fact, your pets, it's been interesting with pets. They say sometimes that our pets can feel their energy or see their essence or whatever. And also, you know, after Mikey's passing, honestly, I swear the dogs could see them. I mean, you they, just yeah. by how they were acting, they would get excited or something, and they would be by a, an area, and it's like, no one's there. You know, I don't see anybody yeah. there. And so it's unusual behavior of different things, whether it's insects, birds. Um, the feather thing, of course, is very common. Um, finding feathers. Um, it's just, you, you got to, and you need to think outside the box a little bit. You know, that's an important piece as well. The the. The fact that it's things like small animals, insects, um, feathers, uh, small objects, um, it, all of that, it's just makes, makes common sense. I mean, 5,000 years ago, more, th- more than that, um, people could have done those things. They've, uh, humankind seems to have known how to, how to use these signs. Um, I love the one about the blue jay and the cardinal. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, but, that, but they seem to have known how to do this for a long time. Um, how they do the small objects is unclear. Um, it may be they're finding them elsewhere in the house and putting them there. They could, some of them could be apports. And apports are objects that are taken from somewhere else and some other time and materialized here. 
um, they people have seen airports arrive. It's hard to trick. It's tricky to to, to see them, but uh, they say they literally appear in air and then just drop. And uh, a newspaper that's an airport will appear in air, drop on the table, and look. A sixty or seventy year old newspaper will look brand new, taken freshly from where from where it was printed, and then will age. And then that kind of thing makes sense when you understand that there is no time. Everything is happening at once. We Time is an illusion. And because that's true, um, all the lifetimes are happening at once. It's all happening at once. So they can easily fetch some object from somewhere else in some other time period and make it appear here. But um, we don't really know how they do all the, the small things that they do. Um, it, it's just that their minds influence the insects, influence the small animals. Some of the pennies and feathers may be apports, or they may just inspire birds to shed a lot around your house. What, what, however they do it, these are loving signs. Every time you find something like this, say thank you, please send more. But you, you find, Carol, uh, it, it, when you talk to other people, that the more people acknowledge the signs, the more they come, Right. That is correct. That is correct. I mean, and I do believe, you know, acknowledging the signs is a big thing. The other thing I want to point out just real quick is it, signs can continue long after someone's passing. For example, my grandfather, he had passed 20 years ago when this sign occurred. I was fishing up north in Can- well, close to Canada, walleye fishing with some friends. And we were out on this huge lake, you know, hardly anybody around us. And I said, you know... When I used to fish with my grandpa, he would fish with corn. And I said, if I had corn, I know I would catch the biggest fish. I need my grandpa's help. And I would call, I called out to the sky out loud to my grandpa, Grandpa, can you please send me some corn? I need some corn. And of course, my friends are laughing at me like I'm a nut. So <laughs> about 20 minutes later, this boat, it's kind of a chartered kind of a fishing boat, comes trolling by. They're walleye fishing also. And the color of the boat is kind of an orangish yellow. And my friend says to me, Carol, look at the name of the boat. And as this boat trolls by us, the name of the boat is called the Corn Cob. And we oh, all no. started to laugh. And I said, not only did my grandpa send me a, some, a kernel of corn, he sent me the whole darn oh, pop. Pop. No, well, That's great. You know, that, and, it was, and I wanted to tell you that I caught the biggest fish that day. So oh, it was wow. just hilarious. But the point is, you got to think outside the box. Now, he Absolutely. didn't literally send me a piece of corn. The sign a boat called the corn cob. I mean, yeah, that's really, very creative. That's really I mean, funny. That was pretty good. So where does so that come from? So it is important from? not to be literal, is what you're saying. Don't you? It, don't you know, if be you, literal. If you're looking yeah. For signs. Think beyond the obvious. Um, and think beyond always the remember, obvious. Anything yep. that even is even remotely coincidental after a death, or even maybe years after a death, could be a sign. It went in doubt. Speak your thanks, and you you give them the energy and the certainty that you're noticing uh, to go on and do more. One we one kind of sign we need to talk about is one that couldn't have been invented a long time ago, um, and that's electricity. But 
our our loved ones are energy beings, and it's easy for them to manipulate electricity. Uh, I've had some spectacular electricity signs that I talk about in the fun of staying in touch. Um, but it's a lot of them of of the dead will soon after their deaths turn the TV off and on, um, make make a, a a dead broken music box play. Um, do a burnout motors, uh, which I, is something which apparently Mikey has done. Um, yep. Talk about talk about electricity. Electricity is easy for them to manipulate. Mikey says, you know, Mom, we're energy, and so our energy, our frequency can affect electrical things. And Mikey is just very good with lights. We have had so much with lights where we'll be talking about him, and the kitchen light will go on and off by itself. <laughs> He's... Wow. Um, you know, I've come home from work. We had this old RCA TV that we still have because it was one that the boys used to sit in front of, and we have great memories. And this TV has not worked for quite a while. I had come home from work, and the TV was on. And it's like, Uh-oh. I can't believe this. You know, and I just started Uh-oh. to laugh. Um, it, it's energy. They can flick things. They can turn things on. They, they can, um, I've had it where I walked up to my desk and we had this camera sitting there and and I'm talking, I'm actually talking to Mikey out loud in a conversation, you know, as I do and the camera lights up, turns on by itself, the lens, you know, expands out forward. It's a little bit older style camera and it's like, how did you just do that? You know, um, you know, uh, he'll turn a computer on, I'll be up in my desk and my husband's cuter, computer is off. It's next to me. I'll be working on the forum, and all of a sudden, Mike's my husband's laptop turns on right by itself, and I and I mm-hmm. start to laugh. And of course, Mikey starts making the pendulum swing wildly. You know, he says, "I yeah, just want you to know I'm too. up here with you." <laughs> so they they absolutely can manipulate electrical things. And what makes me sad sometimes is that in movies they make that a spooky thing or a scary yeah. thing, and I wish they wouldn't do that because this can be your loved one who's desperately trying to comfort you to let yes. you know that, you know what, I'm I'm good, I'm still close to you, and I'm always going to be near and with you until we, um, you know, meet again in the afterlife. And so um, it's, it's yeah, good stuff. It's- It's not scary. Um, That's one of the great things that comes from studying the afterlife evidence and really coming to understand what's going on. There isn't anything scary. Um, Everything, as long as you are uh, spiritually aligned with the kinds of of knowledge that you need to have and you're making spiritual progress, you are safe. You're safe in everlasting arms. So there is deeply nothing to be afraid of. There's also no hell. Um, So... You're right. I, that's a point I would never have thought of to make, but that's an important point. Um, don't be afraid when these things happen. Um, rejoice. Say thank you, because that's a hug and a gift. Um, and so, anyway, what else have we not talked about that's a sign? Well, the one we, thing, I, I had a good friend who um, whose husband passed, and she had an experience where he appeared to her like as a mist or yes. as a you know, and you you hear of this too, where you it's like it's a mist or it's a kind of steam or you know something yes. like that. This appearance, and she knew. I mean, she knew it was him. I will tell you too that, and often people 
talk to me about this, is this tingling sensation you can get where you literally can feel their presence. I mean, it's like they're like they're hugging you or it's um I would describe it almost as a tingling feeling where you feel this energy. You can literally feel it and it's it's them. I mean it's so comforting. Um yes. that um you know, don't be fearful of it and I just always say embrace it. It's just such a great gift to to be able to experience this. But you it, it's definitely real. I mean some people think, oh well that's you know, this is a coincidence that I'm feeling this or kind of a little breeze or you know, some people the, say, well, the, the dead like tell they, us there are no coincidences. They all no. are orchestrated. Um right. we, we are used to the notion of coincidences, but the dead tell us they don't happen. I think yeah. it's very important what you what you just said is very important uh, about the fact that these are these are loving contacts. I've been studying signs now for a while and preparing to write this book. I have never seen a single instance of someone coming with a sign who had anything but the most loving and joyous intent. They they are only meant to comfort, so that's why they should never ever be thought of as scary. I mean, you're right. It's a little arresting to see a person materialize, but in fact, um, it's thought that about half of widows and widowers, 50%, will see a vision of the the dead loved one uh, at some point during the first year. I think 50% may be high, but if it's even 25%, that's a lot. It's very, very common for people to see visions, and they're usually just of the upper part of the body. I guess it takes energy to materialize a whole body. So they, and they, sometimes they look transparent, sometimes they don't. They'll look young, younger, healthy, smiling, and they won't last long, but just say, thank you for showing me that you're still fine. I just think this is, this is, this is the joy to be able to see you even for a minute. Well, and it's, it's, you know, as Mikey always says, it's all about love. And truly these signs are loving communications. They're, they're trying so hard to let us they know. They are trying hard. You um, know, that, they, that they're still close, that they truly still exist, you know. And when I think about it, I remember in the very beginning after Mikey's passing, I remember telling people, I said, no one is going to tell me that my son is gone, gone, gone. I said, yeah. how can someone who is just so dynamic and so loving and energetic and your essence, you know, your personality. How can yeah. that be gone? Well, it's, but it's not, not gone. You know, it's not gone. It's I am so gone. sorry that we've reached the end of our time because we we we're, we were going to have to do this again soon, Carol. Um, the, this is. Uh, I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm really sorry that this is the end of the hour, but we're going to have to stop talking now. Uh, my books now in print are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and Four Novels. Um, soon, The Fun of Staying in Touch will be out. Um, that's a companion to The Fun of Dying, and I think it's a more important book because uh, most people don't have any clue of all the ways in which their beloved dead are trying to contact them. We've been talking with the wonderful Carol Morgan, who's a feature featured presenter at the conference on new developments in afterlife communication to be held in Scottsdale in July. And ASCSI.org is where you can get information. 
Next week, we're going to continue to talk about signs. Our Craig Hogan is going to talk more about how the signs are made, where they occur, and what and some more of the things that the dead do to let us know that they're still here and they still love us. Visit afterlifeforums.com. Join the discussion there. And now, go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are an eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.